For those joining via live stream, you can go to our Facebook page and see a copy of our children's affirmation there because that is worth reading for sure. To our third graders that receive Bibles today, I invite you to open up your Bible from the beginning. First book in there is Genesis. It's a beautiful library of 66 books. The second book is the one we're reading from, Exodus. We're reading in chapter 32. That's the big, bold number, starting at verse 7. That's the little number, and it never does us any harm to be reminded of that. We're going to read verses 7 through 14. Hear God's word. The Lord said to Moses, Go down at once. Your people whom you brought up out of the land of Egypt have acted perversely. They've been quick to turn aside from the way I commanded them. They have cast for themselves an image of a calf and have worshipped it and sacrificed to it and said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. The Lord said to Moses, I've seen this people, how stiff-necked they are. Now let me alone so that my wrath may burn hot against them and I may consume them. And of you I will make a great nation. But Moses implored the Lord his God and said, O Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people whom you brought up out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say it was with evil intent that he brought them out to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from your fierce wrath. Change your mind and do not bring disaster on your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants, how you swore to them by your own self, saying to them, I will multiply your descendants like the stars of heaven, and all this land that I have promised I will give to your descendants, and they shall inherit it forever. And the Lord changed his mind about the disaster that he planned to bring on his people. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. As with any passage in Scripture, this passage has a lot of stuff in it to think about, particularly that ending part. God changed God's mind and did not bring disaster on God's people. I find that interesting, and it's easy to talk about, but I want us to go a little bit deeper. I want us to think about why God had to change God's mind. That wonderful phrase in here, a stiff-necked People. Woo, doggies. That's the Bible's way of saying bunch of hardheads. That, that's what it means, a stiff-necked people. They got so focused in on one thing that they could not see everything that God was doing. In other words, the people were so focused that they actually lost focus. Now that sounds silly, how we can be so focused in on something that we lose focus. But let me ask you this, have you ever seen anybody on a cell phone walking down the street? 
I, I know you don't ever laugh at people, but put in your Google machine people texting and walking into fountains. <laughs> I laugh and laugh. When I'm having a bad day, just put that in and people are texting and they flip over and they get all wet. Now, uh, and nobody was hurt in that. So we don't laugh at people getting hurt at all. But uh, I tell you that because I admit, Thursday I was walking from the parking lot into CMC to visit and I was texting because I had one. I was walking and texting, which both are a challenge for me, but I was doing them both at once and I looked up and there was this lady in front of me going, hey, 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 which way are you going? Which way are you going? Put down your phone! And I said, peace of Christ be with you. Uh, but you got me. You got me, right? She, got, she was exactly right. I was busy. I was so focused in on what I was doing, I could have stepped out in front of a car. I was so focused in on doing that. We do that spiritually. That's what this passage is about. Obviously, there's a balance. It's not that we don't focus in on what the issue is, what our problem is, uh, and forget about God, but there's a balance in that. Somewhere in the middle, the people in this passage complained. You go back to Exodus 24, the last verse there says that Moses went up the mountain to talk with God. And the scripture says Moses stayed there 40 days and 40 nights. So he was gone for a good while. But think about it. The people had a cloud by day, a pillar of fire by night. They complained, they got quail, they got manna, they got water. God was with them in the wilderness. And then Moses is gone 40 days and they're like, I don't know, maybe, maybe he got lost, maybe God isn't with us anymore, what are we going to do? And Aaron did what any self-respecting preacher would do, whatever y'all want to do. Give me some gold and we'll form a calf and y'all can worship that. And they said, oh, thank you. They needed something to focus in on. But in doing that, they forgot about this massive God who loved them and provided for them so much. By focusing on their needs, they forgot about God. Which, ironically, God is the only one who can provide those needs. So how did they, how do we, overcome a spiritual stiff neck? How do we overcome our hard-headedness? Well, the first thing that we learn in Scripture is to have a bigger view of God, to wonder at who God is because God is always at work. God is always creating and doing amazing things, and that means everything. The people had convinced themselves that Moses was gone and there wasn't anything they could do, so they had to worship something. They focused in on that one narrative of give us something to look at, something to worship. But they learned that they needed to be willing to say, wow, at who God is. I, I love the affirmation of faith from our children. I hope you will put that in your Bible, in your devotion book. What a great, fresh reminder of who God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit is and why we need the church. 
we need to look with different eyes and see. I, my favorite line is whatever it says, even though I don't really know what the Holy Spirit is, join the club, right? We could act like it. Praise be to God for people being honest. Yet we feel the power of that Spirit. God is greater than our frame of reference is what that affirmation shows me. And we need to understand that. Too often we try to focus in on explaining everything and forget the wonder of who God is. That came home for me uh, when our oldest, Luke, was about three or four. We went to some carnival somewhere and he won some game and we got the dreaded bag with a goldfish in it. And he said, look, Daddy, I finally have a pet. And I said, not for long. Because, <laughs> I mean, we've been there, right? And we did what we should have done. We bought the bowl and the rocks and put the little diver in there and everything. And he named it Moby because he wanted another one to name Dick someday. And Moby, Moby did well for about 47 hours. You know how they work. And then Moby was swimming upside down. My wife looked at me and said, this is your category, talk to him. So I went into Luke's room to have this hard talk, and if you know me, you know I tend to talk a lot and not give people a chance to respond. So I went into a long theological discussion about Moby going to the great, you know, fishbowl in the sky and going through everything, and it ended with, so son, we're going to have to flush Moby down the toilet. And Luke looked at me and he said, all right, can we go play ball now? <laughs> I was sure he was going to be torn up. But that's why we need children. Children aren't so confined to what we think they need to be confined to. He had a bigger vision. I was so focused in on trying to make this work and say all the right things which I could never say. But he understood, wow. Life is really big and it's got ups and downs. Let's go play ball. Not a bad attitude. You see, we also have to be willing to consider the fact that we may be wrong. That's a tough one. That's a tough one for old people like me to consider. We may be wrong. Maybe we don't know everything. When we focus in on one thing and focus only on that, we can make up all kinds of stories about it and we miss the great big world out there. We miss the truth of what is happening. Too often that happens. Uh, Kelly read for us Psalm 51 verse 3. David writes, I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me do we live lives that say we know we don't have it all figured out that's why we can't focus in on one thing to the exclusion of seeing the wonder of what God is doing too often the pain just gets harder and harder and harder the longer we insist on things being the way we are convinced they are I learned that as a minister all the time. In a church that I served on in Lake Norman area, it was back in the days 
when you could visit door to door and knock on doors of people you didn't know and they wouldn't be afraid or think you were trying to sell them something. He just said, just like to invite you to church. And it worked. The church was growing. Great things were happening. And as I knocked on doors, people would say, Preacher, I really wish we could come, but I'm in the airline industry and I work on the weekends. My personality type takes this much and makes this much of it. So I took this much of like three people saying, I'm in the airline industry, and I said, we need to have a special service for people in the airline industry. And in those days, you could get zip code things, and you could do mass mailings. And I put together this corny thing, come fly into worship with us. Wouldn't that make you want to come? On Wednesday nights, we were going to start a brand new worship service, and it was going to save the airline industry in the name of Jesus. And I was excited about it, and we, went, we put everything we had into it. And that first Wednesday night, we had a good crowd, but guess how many were from the airline industry? None. What we found was there were people who needed to worship sometimes besides Sunday. We started calling that service our NASCAR service because in that area there were a bunch of folks who worked with NASCAR. They were gone on the weekends and they said, we sure would love to worship. Guess who understands what's needed? Not me, God. I was totally wrong as I am with lots of things. You're aware of that. We need to admit, hey, we don't understand it all. Maybe this golden calf thing, maybe just the fact that God hasn't spoken in 40 days, maybe we don't need to throw out the baby with the bathwater. Maybe we need to be patient. One of the most influential books I ever read was a book by William Golding called The Spire. In it, the main character, Dean Jocelyn, is over a big cathedral, and he has it in his mind. He wants to build the tallest spire, the tallest steeple in all the land so that they can be a better church. Even though the maintenance man at the church house says, hey, our foundation won't hold it. He says, let's go for it, and he loses focus on what he is there to do in proclaiming God and caring for people. I read that in seminary, and it's why I say very honestly, I don't care about a building (laughs) because it's easy to lose focus. We are here to focus on the goodness of God, to focus on bringing people into relationship with God, Friends, the best good news is we can talk all around the issue and never deal with the target. The target is we are here to proclaim Jesus Christ, Him crucified and risen, and to offer hope to people who need to hear it. I hope you'll look at the inside of that Children's Sunday insert. There are people hurting right here in our community. There are people hurting right here in our church. We have a never-ending message of saying, hey, this is bigger than we understand it. And even when we think we understand it, we may not be right. So let's keep seeking after God in all that we do. That's how we avoid a spiritual stiff neck. Let's pray. God, we love you and we thank you that you call us into relationship 
with you and with each other, and we acknowledge that that means it gets messy, that there's so much we don't understand. Forgive us when we focus in on the things that we think are most important, only to find out we really don't know what we're talking about. God, we trust you, and we thank you for guiding us, for being the Lord of our lives. Help us in all that we do to lift you high and to draw others to your amazing grace. In the name of Christ we pray, amen.